Mark chapter 10, verse 42, reads, But Jesus called them, that is his disciples, to him. He said unto them, You know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your servant, your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. In Luke chapter 22, there's actually three accounts of this situation that took place. And we'll just read another couple of verses. Luke 22, verse 27. It's a continuation of the same thing. And Jesus says to them, Whether is greater he that sitteth to eat at meat or he that serves? Is not he that sits at meat? But I am out, but I am among you as he that serves. I'd like to begin by giving a account of a situation that came across uh, I came across recently. And this situation has repeated, I think, in history over time, a number of places, a number of times. And it's an account of a of a country at war that um, had, was going through attacks by uh, by the enemy. And the princess, a young girl of that um, country, felt to do something. And at a young age, uh, radio was around, so she took the radio. Um, there was program on and she, she knew of the uh, problems that kids were facing typically when a, a country is attacked the capital city is attacked because that's where the seat of power is and so if you want to minimize damage you send people and, 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 and uh, families away and you leave the, the able bodied to fight and so she felt for those kids and families that were separated because of those things and so she gave a short speech only at 14 years of age and along the war was was longer and uh, she when she got to be 18 she said to her dad I've I've got to do something I've, I've got to take part in this and uh, I, said, no, I said no way you're, you're not taking part in, in, in the war but eventually he uh, agreed and she took part in, in a in a, bo- in a body that um, women were involved in, and their role, the responsibilities, was called the auxiliary women's territorial service. And responsibilities of of women who were involved with that were radio operators, people who women who going on the end anti aircraft guns, the spotlight operators so they could see planes coming up, uh, mechanics, drivers, medical services, and ambulances. And so this this princess was dressed in overalls. She was uh, served as a mechanic uh, on trucks and drove ambulances. She got her hands dirty, and she felt proud to do that. It was recorded that uh, one of her main joys was to get dirt on her hands and to show them to 
friends said, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm marked by this. I'm, I'm taking a part in this. She took great pride in it. Some who were in the services didn't take any notice of this young princess. And some who saw her saw her just as a privileged, spoiled kid and went out of their way to make life a little bit difficult for her. And that, that happens. And uh, they made life more unpleasant for her than needed to be. But when the war was over and there was a victory march through the city, she and her sister asked for permission from their parents to let them walk through with the crowds. And unknown to the people in the crowds, she walked through the crowds like with everybody else and no one really knew who she was. She was completely anonymous. And a few years after the war, she assumed the crown and she became the queen. And some of you might have recognized that story. It was actually Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth. She became the Queen of England. In fact, if you put that up, Tristan. <clears throat> I, these kinds of stories um, I like. They appeal to me. Because it is a person with position. It's a person who has potential for authority. Who is sympathetic to the ordinary person who is able to take part in ordinary life. And I come from a little country in the middle of Europe, and Europe is known for having lots of castles. And there was lots of castles in the country where we come from. And there's lots of stories, some true, some were, were fables, about um, the king or queen or prince or princess taking part and going between the people anonymous and didn't know people didn't know what she was like. Are we able to get that up? No, that's okay. That's right. It was pictures of Queen Elizabeth. You wouldn't have recognized her next to a truck, changing a tire, doing those kinds of things. The point is, she went and she did, did what she felt was right, and people didn't even recognize her for what she did. So these kinds of stories are, appeal to me, because it is someone who doesn't have to stoop down to that position they do. And they do it not because they want to be recognized, because they want to really take part and understand what people are going through. But going back to what we read earlier, Jesus gave his disciples these words not long before the end. It was towards the end of his ministry. And I guess in some way, if they're asking who's going to be greatest who's going to be greatest in your kingdom they recognize that there is a kingdom and that he's part of something greater than this around us so that's actually positive but they didn't understand that that kingdom although he has spoken about it many times is not the kingdom of this world and so he says to them don't strive for worldly honor don't strive for worldly position don't strive for titles of any kind you will have honor you will have better honor in another kingdom you will have a throne established for you for you each of you will have a throne in another kingdom in another place but in a different way but don't strive for precedence amongst yourselves if you're going to rule rule by truth rule by grace and rule by service that's how it needs to be among us there is no other way Jesus says 
it shall not be so among you. Matthew 23, 11, Jesus says, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. He that is greater, let him be as the younger. What do you mean by that? He that is greater, let him be as the younger. Sit with the young ones, the ones who are less mature. Feel comfortable around them when they make mistakes and when their lack of judgment shows. Participate in the work that they participate in. Generally, there are allocated work which is allocated to junior people to do, which is of lower significance, more menial. Take part in that work because purposely stoop to do the basic work, work that is not seen, recognized, not necessarily of great value. Don't expect any notice by anyone because you have done so. Don't expect any attention. Don't expect that because you might have position, experience, time, that you will be recognized because of that. Be ready to the service. In John chapter 13, it's recorded that Jesus says, not long after he said these things, and this, what he said to them, happened on the way as he was journeying to Jerusalem. And not long after they got to Jerusalem, there was the last, what we call the Last Supper. And Jesus rises from supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel where he was girded. That's at the end of Jesus' ministry. The beginning of his ministry we know about the Sermon on the Mount where he spoke all kinds of truths about God's kingdom. And one of those things, he says, Jesus, whosoever shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was on the earth in a ministry role for three, three and a half years, not a long period of time. But what he said, he also did. There was a consistency in advice, in teaching, in understanding, and in taking part in it himself. Later, when the Apostle Paul who had also gone through a life of ministry, and it was at the end of his ministry, he was actually in prison. And he had, prior to that, traveled to different parts of the world at that time, wrote letters. One of those letters was the Church of Philippi. And if we grab our Bible and we look at Philippians chapter 2, we read what Paul recognized after what Jesus had gone through, what Jesus had done. He himself, Paul, I guess in a similar way, having gone through an experience, and it may be experience that we may need to go through or God allows us to go through as well. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus 
who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in a fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is ab- which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord Jesus made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in likeness of men isn't that amazing God Jesus exchanged is telling us to exchange our rights and privileges for the cross we can't expect we can't demand we can't even guard ourselves against being taken advantage of we are saved by God's act of humiliation he was humiliated God who is the creator of universe everything that exists if he had come in the form of a king of an emperor it would have been a big step down in some cultures they talk about demigods part God part man God would have been much lower than God if I can use that example God who chooses which children go into which families because he does he could have chosen if he was going to have some reputation some honor to at that time of the world the Roman Empire was the key empire he could have been the son of Caesar he could have been the son of Herod Pilate he could have been the son of the chief Pharisee and what position authority title that would have entitled him to even though that would have been much lower than being God but it would have entitled him to something but God being God made himself of no reputation and he went to a small town small tribe an unknown Mary an unknown Joseph to become Jesus and the Son of God in that way. We're talking about service and we're talking about, in some ways, humiliation. At that time of the world, the Roman Empire was in charge and there were servants and they had servants and servants were very useful for those who were able to have them. Servants were good laborers that couldn't talk back because they didn't really have rights they couldn't represent themselves in law they couldn't speak up on their own behalf they didn't have a union Um, they um, uh, had no citizenship Um, but Rome was very tolerant it encompassed all forms of lifestyle and it was good to have these servants 
So when we're talking about having taking on the form of a servant, we're talking about a servant in that kind of context, not the kind of servant that we think about today, um, which well, some people are talking about servant leaders and etc. And that's a good thing, but that kind of misses the the low level position of the servant and what their role in society was. Jesus came unrecognized <clears throat> at that time not long before Jesus was was born um, there was you may have, some of you may know the the history of Spartacus Spartacus was a slave who collected or, or people gathered around him and there was quite a few of them and they revolted against the Romans but the Romans caught them and strung them up or crucified them 6,000 of them on the sides of the road that leads to Rome to prove to people that if you come against Rome and if you come against our authority, then we will crush you. So the death on the cross was reserved for those who were being unreasonable, according to Roman um, uh, judgment, I guess, towards Rome. People were punished by other ways as well, but the death on the cross was reserved for those who were um, a state, who were threats to the state, who committed treason. They were considered outcasts of society. They were out, considered not decent. They were considered not worthy to live in that society at that time. Jesus, by being crucified, was declared to be like that. Jesus tells us it shall not be so among you. You know that they which are counted to rule over the Gentiles exercise a lordship over them and the great ones exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. Jesus through his life through his example through his teaching and through his day-to-day life demonstrated that he he was a servant and he committed himself to the will of the father to do good is greater than to look good those in authority and worldly authority is generally abused it is not generally people in authority really should um, their role is to look after the welfare of the people of of the citizens the rule of uh, the purpose of authority is to exercise um, welfare and to provide for people but instead generally they are looking to be obeyed and generally they um, are looking to what they can get from those subjects beneath them that can support their position kind of thinking is thus I am thus I command my pleasure is my law I'm in charge and you do as I say because I say so and you're not and I'm Lord so we are not to be looking for position authority but we are is Jesus demonstrated to be servants one to another what is it 
that we can do, first of all, in our own family, that we can do to encourage and to serve one another. What can we do in the godly family? What can we do to the broader world that God has placed us in? Each of us have a circle of influence, a circle of people or group we are with, our family, our church family, and the people that God has placed us, because I didn't place myself here. God arranged for me to be here. And so what can I do to encourage and to serve somebody else? Jesus recognized that the person who is at the head of the table is Lord. And he said so. But he says, but I have come as the one who has come to, to minister and to serve. The surest way to be great is to do good. It's not about looking great, about being in any position, title, authority, whatever it may be. Jesus said that those that are above them are called benefactors. Well, you know what? We can become benefactors and we will become benefactors. We'll become benefactors when we bring the message that he has given to us to those around us. In your way, where you can, with whom and wherever you can, where God has placed you. That's the message for this evening. Praise the Lord.